welcome back to Across the Pod NFL podcast. It is time to review week 12 as Thanksgiving has now come and gone. I am, as ever, your host, Annie Davis, and I'm this week I'm joined by a returning guest. Back with me today is Eagles fan Cam McFarlane. Cam, first of all, how are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right now. I'm sure we'll come on to it, but I'm feeling a little bit more relaxed now than I was yesterday. So we'll get that <laughs> bit out of the way straight away. But yeah, good good to be back on, mate. Well, good to have you on. And we may as well talk about it now because it's only really the place to start. It's by far the game of the week and certainly, I think, one of the games of the season involving your team, the Eagles, on Sunday Night Football as they beat the Buffalo Bills in overtime. Not Sunday football. The late state on Sunday is they beat the Buffalo Bills 37 to 34 in overtime. Uh, Bills did get a field goal before the Eagles won the game eventually through Jaden Hurts. And story of the game, of course, that was a hell of a game. And Jake Kennett scored a wonderful field goal. I think it was 59 yarder to get into overtime. And then also the overtime itself was back and forth. Um, first of all, what a game, but also just how crucial is that? for your team for the rest of the season to go 10-1, and one, you know, and two wins clear of the NFC? Yeah, I think it, it was massive, to be honest. And that's probably why I was so nervous watching it last night, thinking, obviously, we've got the 49ers up next. We've then got the Cowboys in in Arlington as well. It's it's a tough next two games. You lose last night and all of a sudden you're thinking, we could realistically lose three on the bounce and all of a sudden number one seats in a bit of, in a bit of bother at this point. So I think it was massive to get that result. And like you say, Jake Elliott, what a boy he is. Like He's now nine from nine in either career game tying or go-ahead field goals at the end of a game, which is ridiculous. But that, that kick to make it from 59 in the wind and the rain, horrible, slippy field, and to kick it over from there, I was... I wasn't confident with him stood over it, I'll be honest, even knowing how good that he is and how reliable he is. Yeah, I mean, it's a crucial time. And, you know, how many Super Bowl winners have dodgy kickers? I don't think many. Most Super Bowl no. winners have a reliable kicker. And to have him, who really, I don't really remember him, putting a foot wrong, really, in an Eagles jersey. So it's um, crucial, especially when it comes to these big games where there's fine margins, where often the field goal is different. Um, so good to have a reliable, trustworthy kicker uh, for yourselves. And, you know, it, it wasn't, I don't think, the perfect performance. I mean, you'll probably admit that yourselves, but I don't think really you guys have had a stand-up performance all year, but you're 10-1 on doing so. Just how good is that, the fact that you haven't really got going this year, but you're still 10-1? That's it, isn't it? It's, it's not been pretty at all. And it certainly wasn't last night. I mean, three quarters in last night, we had, like, I think midway through the third quarter, we had something like 95 yards at that point total on the team. We were struggling, but defence kept us in it. And then sort of down the stretch, Jalen just just turned it on and, and put the team on his back and went, went and got it won with some some big players down the field throwing it, but then crucial runs when he had to, including the one to get it done in the end from from sort of 12 yards out in overtime. Yeah, I mean, that. There was, I think there was definitely a turn in the game with the, um, I believe it was a fumble in the game, but I think that throw from Jane Hurts to Olamide Sikias, I mean, to turn the way he did, scramble around the pocket, get to the end on the left-hand side, and to make that throw, the angle he was at, with players coming at him, I thought was spectacular. And I think that really, that whole sequence of the fumble and then the 
I saw it, it was it was it the mist? I can't think of the fumble or, um, or mixed. The interception on their side. We had the fumble earlier on where Jalen couldn't decide whether to give it to Swift or not. Um and ended up putting it on uh, might be game well actually. Um and put it on the floor. But um yeah, that the interception from Bradbury who just just sort of spotted the route and just drove on the ball and took it. That the big change because it was I think it was, was it three three touchdown throws in four attempts for Jalen at that point, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, and but yeah, that that play to to Zacchaeus was was special. Like you say, he's rolling the wrong way for him. First of all, like he's going as as a right-handed thrower. Generally, you want to be going right if you're going to be making a deep throw rather than going left. He got people running his face, but also saw a fantastic angle of it on on Instagram earlier from the end zone. Like looking back forward, you can see him directing Zacchaeus round the back as he's making the run as well, and then just puts it perfectly in a spot where only he can catch it as well. Not bad, not bad for someone that people still like to, especially in our, our NFL group, like to try and call him a running back still at times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, I don't, I don't think he's as good as last year, but I think at the end of the day, he's making crucial throws at the right time and, he, and he's doing the business when it matters. And I think that really is all important because. At the end of the day, who cares how you perform to a certain extent? How you perform in a regular season It's about yeah. performing big games, and that that only put you in good stead come come the playoffs. And I think that you know it, it was a fantastic performance. But equally, the Bills have to be proud of themselves. I think they, you know, I actually had them winning this game in our predictions, but not many had them winning this game. And you know, a lot of people have written off their season, especially with the Chiefs and Cowboys to come for the Bills. But for them to, you know. To do what he did and keep it competitive and score that many points and Josh Allen getting back to his old ways with some of his touchdowns he he recorded. I think that they ought to have to be evenly lost. I think there's definitely um some questionable calling. I think there was the the one um I can't think who it was from now, but there was a potential pass interference I thought it in, in late oh, on. Oh slay, slay on Yeah, on that's it. Yeah. The outside. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he just um that was just smart veteran play from Slayer there. Where he had where he was holding him, I don't think there was an official that could actually see it. Like it was it was so tight towards Slayer's body as well, just holding him here. I think it was just a little bit just just smart quarterback uh, cornerback play there, really. I think. Um it, it was definitely pass interference, but he was subtle enough about it to get away with it. Yeah, yeah. And I think at the end of the day, you guys the, the fan base that have the most right to have that go away after what happened against the Chiefs in Super Bowl 57 um, on James Bradby, on Juju Smith-Suster, I think that it's, um, yeah, I think you guys definitely have earned the right to have one of those go your way. Uh, but yeah, the Bills, I think that, I think they can beat the Chiefs, if I'm honest. I think I'm even more confident now I'm now seeing them play against the Eagles. I just think that the Chiefs, have, like the Eagles, haven't been great and I think the Bills could cause them problems and they even beat them last year. And I think they still, team I, I think, can challenge for the playoff positions. I think if we lose one more game, I think that's probably the AFC, AFC East wrapped up for us, especially if we can win those next three games on paper. Um, I, I think that it might be a bad thing. They can still get into the wildcard team. It's so tight at yeah. that point. I, I still I still have faith in them to, to make the playoffs. I think they, if they can get a win out of the Chiefs or Cowboys, I think it's definitely, it's definitely on. And I think the Bills... I think if even if this year's a write-up, I think next year if they can keep the group the way it is and Joe Brady carries on in his position and gets the full-time role, I, I think this team are definitely a team to watch out for next year. Maybe we won those um 
team that made the playoffs after not making it the year before. I, I thought they were excellent yesterday, and having played them and the Chiefs over the course of the last six days, hmm. I'd, I'd rather play the Chiefs again right now. Um, <laughs> I think thought the Bills were excellent last night, and realistically, they've come within that ridiculous 59 yard field goal from from Jake Elliott of winning that game against the number one seed in in the league right now. So, yeah, I thought thought they played they played really well, and. I, I, they're only a game back from from making the wild card right now, as it stands. I think, I think they've got a really good chance, and I wouldn't fancy playing them in January. Yeah, they scare me. I, I I'm scared Denver. I think if we played them, I think they'd be so eager to get revenge on us. But I think the Bills <laughs> are a team. Yes, that... yes it's, it's strange to say you're scared for a team you put seventy points on, but yeah. um, but I know what you mean. They seem to be clicking as well right now. Yeah, so it's. Their way for me. I think the team I want, I wanted for the last few weeks has been Pittsburgh Steelers. If we can get them, they're clearly the fifth seed. Um, so if we can stay the stays way it is, we'll play Pittsburgh in the wild. I, I would fancy it, but I wouldn't fancy Cleveland. Well, I'd fancy Indianapolis, but I wouldn't want Denver because they're going to be, you know, on a mission to get revenge on us and also silence all the haters. But the Bills, they've been a constant Achilles heels for us. We, they beat us early this year by about 20 points. Uh, Josh Allen, I believe, is eight and two as a starter against us, or nine and two or something. He's seemed to have our number, and I, I would worry about them if they hit the right form. Um, yeah, and I think certainly their team to be to be, be wary of, but they have got a tough two games ahead. Um, and I don't know whether you saw actually the stat was made on on the coverage last night that the Eagles' point differential is something like fifty or fifty-one. Whereas the Bills is like 120 or something. So they've, yeah, they've won some games by big margins. Yeah, blowing teams out. And they are capable of doing that. You look at that team and what really impressed me with them, to be honest, last last night, and it's been a criticism of them the last couple of years, is that they don't really run the ball very well. And well, they don't really run the ball. They just don't bother with it other than Josh running it himself. But last night in that fourth quarter, they just they ran straight on our defence, which is... We know how tough it is to run up the middle against against us. And yes, they'd had the ball a lot. Our line had been on the field a lot. But running on Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter and the rest like they were doing was very impressive from them in that fourth quarter yesterday. So they've got the ability to go and to go and close games out as well a little bit now. So, yeah, it's, it was impressive. Um, big, big stat for them that, in terms of how much they are able to blow people out. But the one stat... <laughs> that impressed me more than anything yesterday. That was Jalen Hurts' eighth consecutive game where he's been down by 10 points and gone on to win the game. And no one else in history has ever done more than four straight. <laughs> and he's wow. only 25. <laughs> That's impressive. I didn't, didn't even know that. That's... Um... I didn't think you guys had been down by 10 at all 10 times. So that's... Um... Yeah, it's pretty impressive. i got to give huge credit to him. Uh, maybe going under the radar when it comes to MVP shouts. Um... But we're going to head from this last lot of games last night to the early slate on Thursday, Thanksgiving. I mean, there were two games that pretty much when they expected. The 49ers beat the Seahawks 31-13. Cowboys beat the Commanders 45-10. But the one that shocked everyone was in Detroit, the one year where they were the favourites to win a game on Thanksgiving. And they still lost, sadly, to go 8-2. Yeah. <laughs> they lost 29-22 to the Green Bay Packers. Um, just how much, of a, how much of a shock was that for you, Cameron? I mean... I certainly didn't expect this game to go the way it did, and Packers were were miles ahead at one point as well. Um, just how much of a shock was it to see the Lions be so bad in that first, particularly first two quarters? 
I was going to say, yeah, it's a little bit flattering to the Lions, to be honest, 29-22, because they were never in the game, to be fair, were they? Um, I, I had a sneaky feeling that the Packers might win this one. And it was on nothing other than the fact that the Lions and Boston on Thanksgiving seems to be seems to be the way that they go, to be fair. Um, so yeah, I did I did call it in our group chat that that I fancied that was the one that might be the upset of the day. The other two were were sort of cut and dry. You didn't you couldn't see them going going any way other than what they did. But I thought this one might be close. The Packers played fairly well the weekend before as well, and I just thought he might just be able to do something. And, and as it turned out, he did. But He's not certainly not panic stations for Detroit at this point. They're still going going very well at eight and three, um, but yeah, it's, it's a game they should be winning. Yeah, and I think that it's one year where the Packers have been quite bad, but then again, in recent weeks they seem to have improved. So it's um, the Packers certainly another team like the Bills have been written off all year, but I think they certainly could still. Make the players. I think they're looking they're far off doing that, and it's um you know for the I think for Detroit, I think there's definitely got to be concerned a little bit there because they got thrashed by the Ravens. Um, I can't think they lost to first time round, but uh, this loss has to put a bit of doubt in the minds of Lions fans because before the game they were the they still are the media darling, but I think a lot before the game there was a lot of talk about is this this year they're going to make potentially make a Super Bowl, potentially make an NFC title game, but I think that game. It may do them good. It may give them that sense of reality check and give them that kick at the backside they need. But I think you have to worry a little bit about the Lions. The fact that um, they've lost uh, certainly this game and uh, I, I think it has to, has to be a worry because they should be winning these games. And I think they had a great chance to go, you know, nine and two. And I think the NFC and with the Packers, with the Vikings playing tonight, it could be as low as one game win between them. And I think that... They they really missed their chance. I think tonight, last not last night, Thursday night to um to almost wrap up that division. So um yeah, I think they'll be definitely be looking over their shoulders in that division. Yeah, and see so as much as the year kept blown out, looks a lot of it was on on themselves as well. I mean, Jared Goff needs to learn how to protect the football. Like he's been playing been playing as well this year as he's played for for many a year. But but yeah, you can't be losing three fumbles in the first half. And expecting to go and win games. No, and he, even um, week before that, they yeah he threw for three picks, and they really mostly could have lost that game to the Bears, and they, they was lucky that the Bears are the Bears, and they can't seem to hold on to a lead. So, really, it should be two losses in a row for Lions, but um, I think that's, I think they'll still be fine. Come, I think they'll still make the playoffs, and I think they'll still potentially win the division. But I think they got to be a bit wary about the rest of the season. Um, now, moving on to Friday night, the first ever Black Friday game. Um, now, the Dolphins beat the Jets 34-13. Um, now, first of all, you were at the Manchester Watch Party for Sky Sports. Just how was that experience for you? I was. It, it was great fun. Really, really good event that they put on there. Um, yeah, it was nice to sort of have a chat with the guys as well. So I chatted to J-Bell for a bit and and Jeff and Phoebe and it and Neil as well. It was, it was just, it was a really good event. Everyone was in great spirits. Jets fans were loud in there as well, even though they were getting blown out, to be fair. They were still still loud and still having plenty of banter back and forth with everyone. It, it was it was a really good event and really well put on. Yeah, and I'm, you know, watching it on the, on the TV coverage back at home, it, it looked to be a great event. I mean, I saw a lot more Jets fans and Dolphins fans in that, Particular shot they had uh, of the four of them, but um, 
the game itself, I think that had what I think by far the craziest minute ever on any NFL game clock we've ever seen. To have, first of all, two or three, obviously the game was won. Uh, I think we're winning 10 0 at the time. Then two or three was an interception. And then the Jets um, do, do nothing with it. We get the ball back. Two or throws another interception. And then the Jets go for a Hail Mary with two seconds left on the clock. Javon Holland, our safety, catches it and runs for a 99 return touchdown. Now, I have never seen, in all my years watching the NFL, I've never seen that happen before. I've seen Hail Marys be picked off for interceptions come the final minute of the second quarter. I've seen, you know, I've seen Hail Mary caught for a touchdown. But I've never seen that happen. 99 return touchdown from Hail Mary. Unbelievable. And I was going crazy in my house. It was just... I couldn't believe it. And, you know, the rest of the game, I think, because when we got the through the two picks, I think we'd given, oh, no, it was a pick six, wasn't it? First one, two. And then it was in. Yeah, so you were, it was 10 six at that point yeah. going, going into the half. And I was thinking, you know, we've we've given this game, a game that was comfortable. It looked like no way they were going to score any points in that game. Our defense was playing amazingly. And then that happens. And, you know, if there's two interceptions, I'm thinking, we've literally given them the momentum. We've given them life back in this game and then that happens and that seems just to kill the momentum completely most of got cup touchdown second half um it was pretty much plain sailing after that after that point and i think that really helped our momentum and helped seal the game for us but at the end of the day you know another win for us and i think with our you know upcoming three games against the commanders titans and jets it's a really good chance for us to go ele- get 11 wins and you know, especially with our last three games being the Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills, I think, especially if the Bills do lose to the Cowboys or Chiefs, and we can win these next three games to go eleven, and they'll have what, seven wins. I think that will be all but wrapped up for the division. I think that it was really important to overcome that adversity, and I think pretty much apart from those two picks, I don't think two did an awful lot wrong. I think he pretty much was pretty much rock solid apart from that that minute of the, on the game clock. You know, Tyree Kill was as you'd expect. Jalen Waddle had a good game. Probably his best game of the year so far, and he most uh, did what he does best. And it's good to see the likes of Jeff Wilson get involved as well. And our, our defense once again is proven to be our best feature right now of the last three weeks. And um, I think that'll do a great stead come the playoffs if our offense can actually get back to their weeks one to four selves. Yeah, like you said, it seems, seems a little bit strange to be saying it considering he threw two picks, including a pick six. But I thought he was really solid on Friday. I thought he, he just played a he played a very smart game and. And just did what he needed to do. He didn't try to do too much at, at any point, really. And, and like I say, that there was just disbelief in the in the watch party at the at the ninety nine yard tail Mary zone. We were all saying the same. Like we've never seen that happen ever. Like you say, you see them picked off occasionally. Usually, it's picked off and touched down immediately where they are, or you see them caught occasionally. And a lot of the time, it just falls incomplete. But to cut all the way back with it uh, for the score was was incredible. <laughs> But I, I think you're in a really strong position. Um, like I say, yours, you've got that nice little run the next three. It's kind of the opposite of, of what we've got as the Eagles, to be fair, in, in that we've got a tough sort of three games now going um, sort of the 49ers up next and then on the road in Dallas, on the road in Seattle. Um, and then and then we've got the easy run sort of the last three as much as in playing the, the Giants twice and the Cardinals in, that, in the last three games. So... But the other way around, I think I'd kind of rather have it the way you've got it, where 
get it wrapped up now. <laughs> get get your three easy wins in now and then rest people the last couple of weeks. But <laughs> it's probably going to be the other way around for us. Yeah, uh, I, I think that I'm hoping that we can get to a point where whether it's the Baltimore game or whether it's the Bills game, I want it to be a point where basically that Cowboys game, Cowboys game ends Christmas Eve or technically Christmas morning for us UK fans with the yeah. at least wrapped up because ideally I don't want to play Baltimore Ravens and play this play with our starters, but I don't want to give them any sort of indication of any film because we're probably going to have to play them at some point in the playoffs. And then the Bills, I don't want to have to allow them beat the Bills because they seem to be our, our um, bogey team uh, in the last few years. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed, um, you know, and yeah, I've never seen us ever go 8-3 and three and then I've never seen us have 11 wins in any season. So it's really good time to be a Dolphins fan. But like many fans, I still can't get too excited because I've not yet seen us be a good team. I know the Broncos are now a winning team, but they weren't at the time. But, you know, haven't been up to team with a winning record since week three of last season. And I think until we beat the likes of the Chiefs or the Ravens or the Bills, I'm, and I'm not going to be sitting here and saying we're going to make a run for it. So, yeah. I'm just going to play it. You don't, you don't, you don't need to be a regular season. Just beat them in January. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that, that, we, we, all beat, we all beat them last season with Scarlett Thompson. So I'm hoping that they can have a similar sort of calamity-filled game against us if we play them. But I'm hoping that they lose against the Chiefs and the Cowboys and they're not even in the playoffs and we not have to worry about them. But I think even if they lose those two games, I think they'll find a way to make it in. I think they've got... I don't know what their last three games is, but... um. Yeah, hopefully we can get to the point where even when it comes to week 18, we play our backup players and we beat them and they get knocked out of the playoffs. That would be the, the dream situation. If we if we could do that, that would be yeah. uh, that'd be amazing. Um now, moving on to Sunday slate. Um, first lot of six game games, not really too many outstanding uh, results. I mean, the Falcons beat the Saints 24 to 15, Steelers beat the Bengals 16 to 10, the Titans beat the Panthers 17-10, which saw the end of Frank Reich's reign, who got fired today. Colts beat the Bucks 27-20. Giants beat the Patriots 10-7. By far the worst game of the week. And the Jags beat the Texans. That was, that was awful, that game, oh. wasn't it? it I mean, was... I love close-scoring games, but that was just too much. Even on Red Zone, it was just like, they were never showing it. and It just it was just two really bad teams. Only five wins between them before the game. Um, just too bad. <laughs> I think I heard Scott Hansen say at one point, he was like, so the Giants got it first, they punted. <laughs> and, then, and it was literally it was about eight punts in a row and like about five of them were three and outs it was just that's not a shock to me at all um, yeah not very good for either of those teams right now um, and then Jack beat the Texans 24 to 21 I mean this was a great game I thought uh, obviously Sky picked it for a reason um, I know we talked about it before but even though they lost just how good a few found CJ Stroud this year Oh, unbelievable to just roll in and do what he's doing in what nobody really expected to be a very good side this year. Um, he's got them banging contention, and I mean, they were the width of a crossbar away from from overtime as well. <laughs> How that didn't bounce over, I have no idea. Um, but it's really close game. Put it up to the Jags, who I thought played well as well. I thought Trevor Lawrence had a had a pretty good game as well for them and sort of it they started off well, they got got out into a lead. Ridley sort of came into the game in the in sort of the towards the end of the second quarter and into the third. And I didn't see it getting as close as it did, but it just shows you how well CJ Stroud and Tank Teller playing at the moment. 
that connection between two rookies is is something special right now. Yeah, I think that I don't think we've really seen two rookies sort of connect both in their rookie years. Probably I unless I'm missing one out here, probably since Dak and Zeke, if I'm honest, in terms of two rookies yeah. them being that good straight away. Um I think there's a lot of credit. And I think Demico Ryan's done an excellent job. Of course, they stunned everyone in the draft, of course, going for the trading up for the third pick as well and getting Will Anderson. And it just seems right now that they are in a good place and they've you know they had the really unfortunate situation of the whole Deshaun Watson situation where they had their franchise quarterback and it seemed to just all fall away like that. And even when he's his last full season there, he had the most yards and they still had four wins. But, you know, I don't think anyone had them all the Colts really in a playoff contention. And right now they're the seventh and eighth seed. Um, I, I think it's a fantastic job. But I think, look, a coach of the year, I think D'Amico Ryan deserves a hell of a, a hell of a, um, a hell of a shout for it. And I think that, um, I think ultimately, I think so, Nick Sirianni may get it, but I do think that certainly D'Amico Ryan should be one of the nominees because the job he's done to uh, also the front office to do that in the draft and take Stroud and take Will Anderson when he did, I think they deserve a lot of credit. And I think that for once, this Texans franchise seems to be actually in a good place. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, little soft spot for D'Amico Ryan's anyway as a former Eagle. I'm quite happy seeing him going and doing well over there. So, um yeah, I think I think you you bang on with the fact that, like you say, he's got to be he's got to be right in the in the conversation for coach of the year. And there's there's not many you could you could say that are comfortably ahead of him. Like you say, yes, we're winning week in week out, but we're not playing our best ball. You wouldn't be looking at us and going, "Oh, Sirian is coaching them unbelievably." We're just pulling it out sort of when when we need to. And I think you probably will be there probably will be a look elsewhere for for the awards this year a little bit because Jalen's not having statistically his best year and and we're probably not putting up the numbers that we were putting up last year. So probably will look elsewhere and to be doing what he's doing with with that team is definitely in the conversation. Now fun fact for everyone, um there will be no podcast this week because I will be in Dubai for a week. Um and fun fact, the most followed team in the NFL in Dubai are the Texans. So I'm Try and find a fan spot, albeit it starts at 10 p.m. over there. So I'm surprised. I don't know why Texas is the most followed team out I was going to say, that's, a, yeah. that's a, it's a rogue one there. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. But they are kind I, I Maybe it's still the oil money. I don't know. The oil stuff, I don't know. But it's uh, either way, apparently they're the most yeah. followed team in Dubai. So um, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a sports bar there that does show the NFL. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. But I'm intrigued to see whether it is going to be Texans based. I'm... Treaty was me like, but um, yeah, there'll be no podcast next week as a result. But um, yeah, hope to bring you some stories about that experience. Um, moving on to the late slate, um, Rams beat the Cardinals 37 to 14, Chiefs beat the Raiders 31 to 17, despite being 14 0 down. And we mentioned all you mentioned the Eagles beating the Bills 37 to 34, and the Ravens did beat the Chargers 20 to 10. Uh, but the last game I want to focus on. It's the Broncos-Browns. We've already mentioned the Broncos a little bit earlier. They got another win as they won 29-12 to over the Cleveland Browns uh, in Cleveland as well, I believe it was. Uh, no, actually, it was it was it, was it in Denver or Cleveland? Uh, oh, it was, it was in Denver. It was in Denver. And um, But either way, to score that many points against a defence that has been probably the best defence this year, um, I think there's a lot of credit. And I think we have to give both Russ and Sean Payton a lot of credit here because one of five... Uh, they could have easily have, you know, 
uh, hung the towel in, you know, after leave, especially one of those games being that that aforementioned seventy points to twenty loss to us. You know, most teams could have hung in the towel and and called it called it a day, but fair play to to Russ and Sean, they've kept at it. You know, Courtland Sutton's been amazing, um, and Russell Wilson seems to be at the moment back to being potentially a top ten quarterback, if not just on the outskirts of that. Uh, brilliant, brilliant um, run from them five wins in a row, and. Right now, I think I mentioned earlier that I want him. I don't want to face outside the Bills in the playoffs um, that are in the bubble or in the wildcard spot. But I think they're a team that really is going to really cause some problems for some teams. Yeah, hundred percent. And like like you say, their season looked over when you blew them out. Like everyone's thinking they've wasted a ton of money on Russ's contract on a and picks on going and getting Sean from from the Saints as well, even though he's. Strange one where he was still sort of under the Saints, even though he wasn't coaching them at that point. Um, but yeah, it's Cleveland. That Cleveland side is excellent on defense. However, I don't think they're now good enough to overcome the fact that they they don't have a quarterback, especially not when the backup then got knocked out halfway through the game as well. That that hit on the shoulder that was. Uh, that was a rough hit, and it's one of them made you wince a little bit when you saw it because right on the throwing shoulder as he extended his arm. Um, but like you say, that that wasn't the reason that they got so many points here that that they won this game. The reason was that he went out and played really good on offense um, against against that unbelievable Cleveland defense. So they look good right now, and. Like I say, you don't want to face them because their defense is is notoriously good as well. If they can click on offense and get going, because be honest, Russ only threw for one hundred and thirty four yards in this game as well. But the ground attack was where they got it done with the three of three of them going over sort of fifty yards. It was a was it over fifty yards? No, Russ didn't quite get fifty yards. He only got thirty four, but, uh, but got a touchdown himself on the ground. And then P Ryan and Williams looking. Looking strong as a one-two there as well. Yeah, and I think that that's the key. The balance, the offense is there. You know, the run game's working well. As you mentioned, P. Ryan, brilliant stretch from him in the last few games, and you know, I think that there's a reason why you know they're one of the few. They're the only team I can think of apart from reading Mahomes that currently have a Super Bowl winning head coach and a Super Bowl winning quarterback in the same team, and I think that is a reason. That's the case, and I think both teams are going to be so. Both both these both these men, as well as the run game, are going to be key towards any success. And I, I look up now the rest of their schedule. I want to check what it's like because I've got a feeling it might be um, pretty fable towards them. Um, let's have a look. It's a Broncos schedule. So got the other thing fun. you've got to give them a little bit of credit for as well is is, is the front office for for sticking with Penn and, and Russ at that point and sort of not looking to make any changes at that time because like you say they were they were struggling. Um it's yeah, not I mean, it's the it's most easy. favorable the schedule, but it, it could be it could be tougher. Um yeah I mean Texans next, which could be a game I, I watch. Um Chargers twice, they got the Lions, but then they got the Patriots and the Raiders. So it's it's all mostly quite favourable. Um I, I think yeah, I think Chargers, Chargers, Chargers and Lions both in Denver and the Raiders in Denver as well, which mm. you always fancy him a little bit more at home as well. I think that's that's not too bad, and you don't, you certainly don't mind going on the road to play the Patriots right now, anyway. 
No, absolutely. And I think, Jenny, I think they split the Chargers series, but I think there's one to they probably lose the Lions. I'm going to give them, and Texans is coin flips. I think there's really three and a half to four wins there. Probably say three and a half. So that's going to be at least nine wins. And with how tight that AFC is, you would think that would be potentially enough to get you in the playoffs. But um, I also have to, um, I think, give credit to not only sticking with Sean and Russ, but also Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator. There was mainly that were calling for his head, after, especially after the loss to ourselves. But he, they, they, they stuck with him. And since then, the defence hasn't been too bad. So um, it's been pretty good, actually. So it's, um, yeah, I think you've got to give huge credit for the Broncos for sticking with their guns and not pulling the plug so early because a lot of teams could have done that, could have easily got yeah. the, whole, the whole team. The whole, I mean, there's even one point where they was talking about a five cell. There was talk of... Um, Courtland Sutton being traded, Jerry Judy being traded, a talk of um, Patrick Sutton being traded as well. Yeah, all this talk and there's talk of a fire sale, but then the tre- deadline's gone, and since the deadline's gone, they seem to just completely up their game. And it's um, yeah, huge credit to that team. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And like you say, there's a lot of teams that after after that start, especially with that loss to you in there, would have would have jacked it in and gone. We'll get a good pick next season, and and go from there and it's they've not done that and they're, they're banging the race now absolutely absolutely before we do go today Cameron I want to ask you um, a couple of questions quick fire round uh, first of all who is your MVP vote going to I'm going to be remarkably predictable here but I just as much as the stats aren't showing it right now there is one thing that makes Jalen Hurts the most valuable player in the NFL right now. And that is the fact that he doesn't get flustered. He doesn't worry about anything. And when it matters, he makes a play and we still win the games. So for me, regardless of any stats, anything else, he's the MVP right now for me. Okay. Well, my answer, I'm still sticking with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I'm not changing it anytime soon. I think the closest one to me right now probably is Tyree Kill, but I'm going to have to, i got to say for me right now, Christian McCaffrey. And then finally, um, again, it's maybe predictable, Simpsons are one side of the two answers. Um, what is Coney, if you had to bet on a Super Bowl matchup in February, who are the two teams that are going to play in it for you? It's, for me right now, flipping a coin between us and the 49ers. Um, but, if I'm flipping a coin, I'm being biased and I'm flipping it on my side. So I'm going to say the Eagles. Um, but I think it, it's super close between us right now. I don't I don't think there's a lot in it either way. Um, it'll just come down to who plays better on the day in the NFC Championship game. In the AFC, it's wide open, isn't it, right now? Um, and you could literally go, go anywhere with it almost. I think... I don't like you guys. Oh, wow. Okay, I like that. A rematch of Week 7. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I think I think for, for me, I, I don't think the Chiefs are playing well enough. And I think when it comes down to it, they might struggle. I have no faith whatsoever in Lamar Jackson to win a big game when it matters. And I'm leaning between you and the Jags right now. Um, okay. And I think if it comes down to it, you win a shootout with the Jags. Oh, well, I like that. That's given me a lot of excitement that I don't want to <laughs> get too carried away. But um, <laughs> I, I, 
I still think Chiefs Niners for me. Uh, I think that until the Chiefs lose a playoff game, um, which yeah, I've only done once the last three or four years, uh, I still think them. I still think they'll. It would be interesting to see whether Pat has to go on the road in the playoffs this yeah. time. That I would. I think I would see that because it's incredible. He's only he's only two road games he's had in his whole career being two bowls, and those two yes. games, and one of them was technically an away game if you count it as um, you know, being the back of his at home, but. You know, it's it's incredible that he's had fight. He's already got. If he wins two playoff games this year, he'll have the third most playoff wins for any quarterback in history already. Only Montana and Brady oh, more. Um, it's incredible, and I think that it goes down to a lot of it to his coaching. But the talent he has to lose Tyree Kill and still do what he's doing, and I, I don't think this year it's great receivers. And I do think Kelsey is slightly showing signs of decline. But I still think come January, like the Patriots did a lot of years. They'll find a way and they'll get the win. And, you know, he's the only callback who's actually active and starting. That's one of Super Bowl. The only players haven't retired have been Aaron Rodgers, Nick Foles, and one's injured and one's. I don't think he's on any team. Um, so it shows that right now he is the mark. And until we lose it, until someone else does it, I'm still going to say Mahomes and I'm still going to say. But I think toss up between the, the Eagles and Niners, I think I'm, I'll be shocked if it's not one of them two. Um, I do have a feeling about the Vikings if the Eagles and Niners were to play in a divisional round for some reason. I've got a feeling the Vikings might just nick it and get a place, but then ultimately lose to one of you two in the, in the, in the championship. But should be an exciting season. I'm looking forward to what is now less than a month of Christmas and just over a month till the playoffs. So it should be, you know, exciting times. But that is where we'll end it for today. So first of all, thank you, Cameron, for coming on. Thanks for having me, as always. Um... Love, love coming on. It's just always good to just sit and chat NFL for a while, isn't it? It's just there's no nothing better, is there? So yeah, great, great to be back on, and I'm sure we'll sure we'll chat again at some point before we get to the big dance at the end. Absolutely, and I think that even if not, we'll definitely have you on for the playoffs because there's no way the Eagles don't make it. And I will try again if I can to do get fans of both teams to come on for each game. So yeah, should be should be an exciting time. But I think maybe. Maybe even a longer stretch for you with the playoff bye. Uh, but yeah, this has been the Across the Pod Week 12 review. I've been your host, Andy Davis. This has been Cam McFarlane. And we will see you guys our Week 13 preview. See you then.